We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Bryn Aiken. And on today's episode, I will be reviewing uh, the latest Star Wars series, Tales of the Jedi. Uh, I would have recorded this episode last night, um, but I went to a football game with my dad. And by the time I got back home, it was, well, it wasn't too late, but it was later. And I just decided to watch uh, Family Guy reruns on Freeform uh, and then just go to sleep. I'm like, I'll just, you know, and I was, and I was, I got back. I'm like, I'll just record it tomorrow. So yeah, that's, uh, sorry for the delay again, like last week, you know, uh, I may, I don't know. I'm part of me is thinking I may just start releasing, you know, instead of, uh, having uh, new episodes on Fridays, I may just start, uh, recording the, or, uh, releasing new episodes on Saturdays. But, uh, but then again, there are some weeks where I release episodes, some one you know one on Friday one on Saturday and then sometimes one on Sunday like I did uh, two weeks ago, or no three weeks ago at this point. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, just a thought. But I I don't know. I may I may just keep doing what I've been doing, where it's like oh sometimes it's Fridays and sometimes it's Friday Saturday and Sunday. Um, you know, so uh, just a thought. But anyway, so um. I guess, uh, yeah, let's get on, let's get into talking about Tales of the Jedi. Um, but real quick though, I would like to mention that, uh, this is going to be a spoilery discussion. I'm going to be going, you know, talking about what happens in every single episode and there's only six episodes, but, uh, I will be talking about each one in uh, enough detail to where I'm spoiling major stuff that happens in them. So if you haven't seen uh, the show, and you want to watch it, uh, stop the episode right now and go watch it. Uh, but if you don't care about spoilers and you still want to hear my thoughts on it anyway before you watch it, then by all means, uh, proceed. So with that being said, let's get into talking about the show. So uh, Tales of the Jedi is the latest uh, Star Wars series from the franchise. It's it's uh, also the latest animated series from the franchise, and it is an anthology series focusing Created by Dave Filoni. Uh, it premiered last Wednesday. Uh, all six episodes, or six shorts, as I should say. They all premiered um, in... Uh, yeah, they all premiered last Wednesday. And it uh, the series is basically exploring different Jedi characters from the prequel... From the era of the prequel trilogy. And... Um, I say it's exploring different Jedi characters. We mainly focus on two Jedi characters. We focus on Ahsoka and Count Dooku. And their uh both their rises and falls from from grace and power and you know and uh and where they were where they were from where they where they started to where they end and or where where we uh, well a moment where we kind of see them end off on. And 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 it was and it was cool to see that. I really enjoyed that we got to see more of these two characters because those two are some of my favorite characters. Those two are two of my favorite characters in the uh, franchise, and um, and they're both very interesting. So I thought it was cool exploring their pasts, and uh, you know as in depth as they did, especially for like I said, this being a six episode uh, series, I guess you know, and and it only and each episode only being roughly twelve to eighteen minutes. I feel like they did a good job. 
uh, going as in-depth as they did with how little time and how little episodes they had, um, which, which was cool. I mean, I guess they, um, they felt like that was enough time to tell the story, and I think it was. I mean, you know, I didn't feel like it was rushed at all, so I think they did a good job. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll get into talking about the uh, episodes. So, we'll start off, naturally, with episode one, Life and Death. This one is following, uh, well, and also, I'll, I'll go in the order that they were released, because technically, if I was telling it chronologically, I would tell all the Ahsoka episodes first, and then move on to Count Dooku, since we start off with Ahsoka. But the first episode is about Ahsoka, and then the next three are about Dooku, and then the last two go back to Ahsoka. So, I'll just, uh, I'll, but I'll just go in the order they were released, instead of you know, the three Ahsoka ones and the three Dooku ones, so, uh, okay, uh, the first episode is Life and Death, and we follow, we basically get to see Ahsoka being born, uh, or we see the birth of Ahsoka in her village of people, and, uh, I was like, oh, we're taking it way back to, to the very literal beginning of her character, uh, I, I liked seeing that, that was cool, and, um, we cut to a year after her birth, and she is uh, being taken on her first hunting trip with her mother, Pavti, or Pavti Tano. Um, and, you know, the hunt, you know, they're bonding. It's a, it's a very sweet, you know, for her only being one, it's a very sweet bonding uh, uh, experience between the two of them. Uh, they, the hunt is successful at first. They end up killing, like, a gazelle-type creature. Uh, a deer gazelle type creature, and I say it's a deer gazelle. It's the because that's what the closest thing it looks like. It you know in terms of our animals, you know like real life animals. Uh, although I have a friend uh, Brecken who is a huge Star Wars expert, like and a huge fan, like even more so than I am. So I feel like if I were to ask him, he would know not only the name of that creature, but you know. Uh, how many are left in, in its existence, you know, <laughs> like the genus of the, of the, of the species, you know, if it wasn't from that planet, the planet of its origin, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just think it's funny. It's like he, if, if I were to ask him, I guarantee, I guarantee you, he would know. I have a feeling he would know for sure. Um, but yeah, he's, he's that into it. And, uh, and I, I just think that's funny, but yeah, no. Uh, so I, I'll just say I'll go out on a limb and say yeah, it's a good a deer gazelle type creature, and um, you know it's successful. You know, it's like oh okay, so the village seems like they're going to be e- eating good tonight because it was a pretty decent sized um, uh, deer, and but unfortunately they're attacked by, or you know they're a large saber tooth tiger like creature sneaks up on them. And, you know, at first, you know, uh, Pavti is trying to take the creature down. She, uh, you know, she makes herself big like how you would with any animal in real life. You know, it's like if you don't have a weapon on you, you try to make yourself look as big as possible to scare the animal away, uh, to make yourself like the bigger, more dominant uh, creature or person between the two of you, you know. And, um, you know, she tries. That doesn't work. She tries to go after... um, and then, and then the creature, the tiger, tries to go after Ahsoka. Uh, Pavti, you know, um, gets slapped around a little bit. She grabs her gun, at, or her blaster, and tries to shoot him. It 
it doesn't kill him, you know, it doesn't work. And then the tiger smacks her out of the way, knocks her out, and kidnaps Ahsoka. Uh, the villagers end up, um, you know, they end up hearing all the commotion in the woods. They run out to check, and they wake up Pavti, but unfortunately, the tiger and Ahsoka are gone. Uh, they end up going to, <clears throat> they end up, uh, you know, going back to the village, retreating back to the village, and, or not retreating, but they end up, yeah, heading back to the village. It's night, uh, and Pavti's like, and her husband, I believe. Yeah, and uh, everyone's like, okay, look, we're not going anywhere, or we're not going to rest until we find this baby. So let's head out there. And so they go back out there, and then we cut back to, or we cut to uh, the cave, uh, the saber-toothed tiger's cave, and Ahsoka's sitting on a little rock, and she is, um, you know, it, it, it's very clear that the tiger is, like, seconds away from eating her. He's about to eat her. Um, but Ahsoka, as we know, being a Jedi, she uh, uses her uh, force telepathy skills to subdue the creature, uh, subdue the tiger. And, you know, then we cut to lay, uh, cut back to the village, and I believe it's the next day. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like the next day. And they're still looking, for, it's early in the morning, kind of, they're looking, still looking for her, they can't find her, no, they're like, no sign, they, we can't find any signs of the, the tiger, uh, or her, and just as they say that, uh, Ahsoka comes, <laughs> you know, little, little one-year-old Ahsoka, uh, being the badass she is, comes riding the tiger, <laughs> and, uh, the tiger, you know, lowers, uh, you know, steps down, like, kneels down, kind of lowers his head, um, offers Ahsoka, you know, gives Ahsoka back to Pavti and kind of knowingly nods his head like, we're good. Okay. And then he walks back into the forest, presumably to go back to his cave. And, um, and you know, the, the Pavti and the other <laughs> villagers that joined on the hunting trip or not hunting trip, but the uh, rescue mission are like, okay, how did, um, how did that happen? You know, like how, like uh, Ahsoka should be dead, right? I mean, I'm glad she's not, but how did she survive that? And the village elder who is with them, uh, looks, she looks at Ahsoka and she says, Jedi, Ahsoka is a Jedi. And that's how the first episode ends. Um, I really liked that episode. I thought it was uh, cool to go really to the very beginning, like literally to the very beginning of a character's, uh, origin, you know, showing them from, from their, from their birth and their first year, uh, of living. I thought that was cool. Um, obviously we didn't hear Ahsoka talk because she's a baby. Um, but it was cool to see little baby Ahsoka. She was so cute. Um, and it was cool to see her mother because we've never seen her mother or her father. I think we saw her father too. I don't know if they said his name, but, but it was cool to see her, her mother and I, and her father and like uh, her people. It was kind of cool to see more of her people. Uh, and the voice acting from, you know, the, the, cause most, I mean, most of them were just kind of background characters, but voice acting from Ahsoka's people, that her tribe, uh, they they were pretty good. The village elder did a good job, uh, but Pavti did a really good job. Uh, Janina Gavankar, I believe I'm pronouncing her name right. Uh, she did a great job, and I'm just looking at her picture now, and she is uh, gorgeous. She is unbelievably <laughs> gorgeous. Um, but yeah, no, she she did a fantastic job, and it was uh yeah just cool to see uh, her parentage, Ahsoka's parentage. Um, and yeah, I think she did a good, and I think, I think the voice actress did a good job, especially for someone who I don't think 
if I remember correctly, has been in any of the animated Star Wars series. So for first time voicing a new character or a character we've yet to have seen, I thought you did a good job. So, uh, okay. So now let's move on to episode two, Justice. This is the first Count Dooku episode, and we are following him at a point in his life where he is still very much on the on the good side of the of the of the Force. You know, he is uh, a Jedi master through and through, and he not only is a Jedi master, but he has his own Padawan, obviously Qui Gon. Uh, so it was cool to see the two of them. Um, and it, it was interesting to see Dooku as a Jedi because you know when we first meet him. Because technically we first meet him in Attack of the Clones, uh, but when we see him in Attack of the Clones, uh, and then later on in the Clone Wars, you know, he is very much a full-blown Sith Lord. And, you know, it's, and we do get some backstory on him, particularly in uh, the Clone Wars, because, you know, he's, he doesn't, he, I mean, he doesn't have as much screen time as you might remember he did in Attack of the Clones. He shows up later in the movie, and then he dies in the beginning of the third movie. Um, but you know, uh, but for what he had, Christopher Lee did a good job. Like he, he made the most with that performance. Um, and I think it endeared a lot of people to the character and especially more people were were even more endeared to the character and liked him even more, thought he was even more of a badass when we explored his character and got to know him more in the Clone Wars. So I thought it was cool that half these episodes were dedicated to him because he is a pretty cool character that, you know, a lot of people really like same with Ahsoka so I was like if you were if if they were gonna pick two characters to focus on in this anthology series uh and follow I'm glad they they explored these two characters um but yeah so the uh we start off with Dooku and his Padawan Qui-Gon um and they're sent to a planet to retrieve a senator's kidnapped son and they go in the bar and they're asking around and and you can tell right away that the the town's you know has seen better days it's it's not it's not looking so hot right now for for the town or or the citizens of this town but uh they you know they they go in the bar and they ask around you know who's kind of responsible for the kidnapping it turns out that the entirety of the town is responsible for the kidnapping because the senator the reason why they kidnapped uh and they were all on board with the kidnapping of the senator's son is because the senator uh who by the way i haven't said his name yet uh senator I believe Dagonet. Let, let me look in the credits. Or I say credits. I'm on the Wikipedia page. Uh, let me look. Um, let's see. It is... Yes, Senator Dagonet. Yeah, I believe the T is silent, so Dagonet. Um, so, yeah. And his son, Dagonet Jr., or DJ. I'm going to call him DJ. <laughs> uh, you know, it turns out that Senator Dagonet is starving and abusing his people. Which led to them eventually saying, okay, screw this, we're going to kidnap his son. Maybe now he'll, you know, give a shit about us and do something to, to for the betterment of his people instead of let it, making us suffer, you know. Uh, so, and unfortunately, you know, they uh, for them, you know, talk about bad timing, uh, Dooku and them get a uh, call on the comm link, you know, signaling or, you know, letting the, you know, un- uh, accidentally letting the townsfolk know that, the senator, Senator uh, Senator Dagonet, is on his way, and they think, "Oh, hey, wait! You said you didn't bring backup." And Duke was like, "No, we didn't. They just came of their own volition, of their own accord." And um, and so they, um, the senator uh, arrives with his uh, soldiers, his his guards, 
and they have a they try to talk it out you know they they walk the townsfolk walk outside the bar and they they have they kind of hide behind these like little platforms they have set up or they hide behind these little not platforms but these like little blinds they have set up um and they try to talk it out but unfortunately for them it doesn't work because um you know the senator sees this as nothing more than a terrorist act kind of and it you know unfortunately leads to some of the townsfolk dying but it leads to yeah it leads to this uh shootout um leading to some of the townsfolk dying uh dooku ends up stepping in uh well yeah and i forgot to mention yeah the senator he attacks yeah and he threatens to make an example of all of the townsfolk like of all of them involved like saying hey this is what happens when you um this is what happens when you um step out of line or 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 do something like this like we don't condone we don't condone terror condone we don't condone terrorist acts or acts of terrorism or acts against the senate so yeah unfortunately what happened or yeah and and dooku ends up seeing this and he's like or he's he's like okay i've had enough of this shit so he he like uh uses the force to throw around the guards and and he walks up to senator dagonet and starts force choking him and it's very clear by the look in his eyes that he's about to take him out but fortunately for the senator uh his son dj and qui-gon step in to intervene and they're like hey whoa whoa whoa, wait dooku settle slow down we've the situation is handled. We we are you know we're calm. We're good. Everything's fine now. Okay, we're good. And um, and uh, Dooku, you know, he, he, he thankfully he snaps out of it uh, before he can he he crosses that line of of being a murderer. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then uh, we cut to yeah the aftermath of the fight and Senator Dagonet and what's left of his soldiers. Or actually, I don't think any of the soldiers died. Well, anyway, Senator Dagonet and his guards are on the little space cruiser, uh, little their speeder or space cruiser about to leave, and Senator, but not before DJ tells them, um, not before DJ uh, lets the head of the kidnapping know that uh, look, I I had no idea that my father was treating you know his people like this. I expected better from him, but I can assure you that this w- kind of a uh, this will not continue. I will not stand for this. I promise things are going to get better for you guys from here on out. And so they shake on it. Senator and his son leave. And then Dooku and Qui-Gon have a, you know, ex- a little brief exchange about if, you know, this went down the way it should have. Like, did did things escalate too quickly? And, you know, Qui-Gon's like, Is this, it, did we handle this okay? And Dooku's like, I think we did. And that's how the episode ends. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know. Uh, this was another good episode. Um, again, yeah, uh, focusing on a completely different character here. I thought it was cool to see a younger Count Dooku. Uh, definitely way younger because, yeah, he's got brown hair, short brown hair, no beard. But even looking so different, you can still tell it's him because of the facial features, you know. And, and also the fact that, again, Corey Burton, who once again does a fantastic job uh, as Count Dooku, is voicing him as well. Um, and even though he he does sound a little bit younger, he still does kind of have that deep baritone voice that can come across as menacing, and and uh, you know, and again, yeah, he's he's just a fantastic voice actor and and great voice for uh, Dooku, you know, because if if Christopher Lee was like the perfect live action Dooku, then Corey Burton is the perfect animated or is perfect voice for the animated Count Dooku. 
Um, and also, yeah, the the voice acting from the senator and his son were good. The voice acting for Qui-Gon was pretty good. And fun fact, the voice actor uh, who voiced Qui-Gon, young Qui-Gon, was actually, is actually Liam Neeson's son, Michael Richardson. Or at least I think his last name is Richardson. Let me look. Um, yes, Michael Richardson, uh, who did a good job. And I thought it was cool because, you know, Qui- uh, Liam Neeson played Qui-Gon in The Phantom Menace. So I thought it was neat that they got his son to play a younger Qui-Gon. Um, so yeah, good episode. Uh, now let's move on to episode three, Choices. Again, the second of the three Count Dooku episodes. And this is following, this. you know, this is way later in Dooku's um, timeline. Or not way later, but this is, you know, several years down the road. Uh, Dooku, you know, his hair's a little bit, uh, longer. He's got a a little bit of a beard. You know, it's, he still has brown hair, but he's, his hair's longer and he's got a beard. So, you know, you tell some time has passed and he's not with, uh, Qui-Gon this episode. He's with Mace Windu, uh, you know, who's another Jedi master in the, obviously in the prequel trilogy. Um, and they, you know, we see them arriving on a planet and they're basically investigating. They're there to investigate the mysterious death of a fellow Jedi, a female Twi'lek Jedi. And, um, and they're like, how did, you know, they're trying to figure out the circumstances of her death. And, um, they, you know, run into a Senator, the Senator of the planet they're on. And he tells them, you know, he's like, I have no idea how she died, but he, he seems very cooperative. He's like letting them know all the information he knows, but there's something about him. He seems too nice, almost like he's hiding something. And do both Dooku and Windu or both Dooku and Mace do kind of sense that. So they try to, um, you know, they're, they're trying to, to goad him a little bit more. They're trying to get him to answer more questions. Uh, they, they, the conversation ends up leading to outside of the, the base they're on. They're out in the woods. Uh, I mean, they're like not, they're like, like 10 step, like 20 feet away from the base, but you know, they're in the woods. Um, or they're kind of on the edge of the woods. They're talking, um, uh, the eventually the conversation escalates to the point where Dooku gets out his lightsaber and threatens them. Uh, like he keeps goading them. He keeps questioning more and more and he pulls out his lightsaber. Mace is telling him, Dooku, stand down, you know, cause he can, t- he can sense that Dooku's about to do some irrational shit. Like he, or he's about to go, he's about to take it a step too far. Um, and it leads to a battle where only one of the soldiers, I believe all the soldiers end up dying. Or I feel well, maybe one or two of them got carted away, or got carried away. Um, but I feel like one of them. I feel I think I think there was only one left, or at least one that wasn't seriously injured. But yeah, most if not all of them end up dying except for one. Uh, and before yeah, right before the fight, the senator tries to defect uh, to Mace and Dooku's side. He ends up getting shot by one of his guards because, as it turns out, the senator, or I mean, as it turns out, the senator's guard killed the Jedi. Uh, his main guard, and in a failed attempt to, they were, the guards were basically trying to force the senator, who was a corrupt senator, they were trying to force him to include them in his plot, um, to, to kill the Jedi, but, uh, but they, they, but he didn't, so, or he did, uh, you know, he was going to take out the Jedi by himself, but the guards forced him to, you know, include them, uh, have them in on the plan. So, 
Uh, but yeah, the senator ends up dying first, and then most of the guards die. And they get the information. You know, Mace and Dooku get all the information they need. They find out this all this, you know, from the guard. And uh, then we cut back to Coruscant, where we find out that, uh, you know, some of the attack, some of the guards survived. You know, a lot of them died. <laughs> but um, Dooku and Mace have a little brief exchange um, after the aftermath of all this, and we find out that Dooku was passed over as a member of the High Council in favor of Mace, because it. To, well, again, I'm paraphrasing what Mace says, but Mace basically tells Dooku that the council uh, doesn't condone the aggressive way he went about finding out the murder. You know, they didn't condone his aggressive methods for finding out uh, who murdered the the Jedi. And, um, you know, so so he's passed. And again, uh, and this and that's how the episode ends. And I love this episode as well because again it just goes to further show that Dooku's character progression or I guess regression in a sense because you know he's going from the good side to the to the dark side but I guess it's still progression because he's changing he's progressing it's just in the opposite direction in a way you know um so yeah so he uh you know and you can tell like the first that first episode you can tell that that was a turning point for Dooku and then in this one, you can see that this is an even more the bigger turning point uh, in terms of you know like for Dooku's uh, uh, turn to the dark side because like he was trying to do the right thing and he did, but he was kind of aggressive with it. And the fact that the council passed him up for Mace, you know he uh, he just kind of feels a little bit betrayed by them, and he's like, well, I was still trying to do the right thing, and we got the information we needed. You know, so you can kind of you can kind of see where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's like, and 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 you can also see that you know you can kind of see where he kind of let that stick in his head. You know, he, he let that bother him, and that, that 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 did bother him, and that you know goes to show his again progression from the being a Jedi to a vengeful Sith Lord. Um, but yeah, Corey again knocked it out of the park this episode. Uh, T. C. Carson, who voiced. Uh, you know, who's the voice actor for Mace and the Clone Wars, and I don't think he showed up in Rebels. No, yeah, because he, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the guy, the voice actor who voiced him in the Clone Wars, he, again, reprises his role. He does a great job as well. Uh, and he's only in this one episode. And we don't see him, I don't think we see him in the others. Yeah, he's just in this one. But, uh, yeah, I love the plot of this one, and I loved showing the progression of Dooku's descent into the dark side. Uh, okay, so we are now halfway done with the uh, series. Uh, we, we're now halfway done with the season series. I, I, again, I don't know if this is going to be have another season. So I, I just said season slash series because I'm not sure if these are only just these six episodes or what. But regardless, we're halfway through with this season. I'll just say that. And um, yeah, we're almost done. So uh, now let's move on to episode four, The Sith Lord. Now, this one is the last of the Count Dooku uh, episodes, and it is probably, if in my opinion, the best um, because it it has well, not that the other two weren't good, but like it it is the this shows the turning point for Dooku. Like this is his major turning point to becoming like you know this solidifies his fall to the dark side. The the action that that what he does at the end of this episode solidifies his fall from grace. 
and uh, or fall from the Jedi's grace and and into the dark side. So yeah, episode four is called the Sith Lord, and we basically start off. And I really appreciated this. We start off with, uh, well, we see first we see Dooku and Yaddle have a, a little exchange of dialogue, ch- uh, catching up, you know, uh, and then we. Uh, you know they're walking through. They're in, they're at Coruscant. They're in the Jedi Temple, walking through, and they run into Qui Gon, who is now an adult, and he is voiced by Liam Neeson. We he looks just like how he did in Phantom Menace, and he sounds like he did in Phantom Menace. And I love that they did get Liam Neeson back to voice Qui Gon because he's not in the Clone Wars because he's long been dead at this point. You know, in the Clone Wars, he, he's you know died ten years before the Clone Wars. Uh, before the events of the the Clone Wars series, you know, because he died at the end of the Phantom Menace, and um, I thought it was cool uh, because to see uh, Dooku and Qui Gon in the same, you know, that like that that older Qui Gon and Dooku in the same, uh, you know, sharing a conversation. And what was cool was that they were talking about uh, Qui Gon informs uh, Dooku. He tells him, hey, I told the High Council, I told them of my encounter with Darth Maul on Tatooine. And Dooku basically warns him, warns Qui-Gon that the Council won't take him seriously. Um, they're like, oh yeah, we don't, I don't think we're, they're going to take your matter on this seriously. Because they don't, they're like, what's the Sith Lord, you know? Uh, or we don't have any Sith Lords, you know, stuff like that. And um, But I thought that was cool because it's like, yeah, we never saw Dooku in The Phantom Menace. So it was neat to see Qui-Gon, an adult Qui-Gon and Dooku, like, shortly before Qui-Gon's death. Because, uh, and yeah, maybe they didn't quite know if they wanted to include Dooku yet. Uh, you know, because he's not in the first movie, he's in Attack of the Clones. But still, I thought that was cool that uh, they included that. Because it does kind of make the world, it does kind of bridge the prequel trilogy, it, it connects the prequel trilogy and the Clone Wars together even better, even more than it, it did previously, and it just does make the universe feel more fully realized and fleshed out. Even if, you know, again, it wasn't always... I'm, I'm sure they didn't have all of this planned out from the beginning. Like, obviously, you know, Ahsoka was not a character in the prequel trilogy, but they explained... They brought her in, and not only did they bring her in in the Clone Wars, but they explained why she wasn't there during certain key uh, moments in the trilogy, especially in the Revenge of the Sith, where you'd think, oh, Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting. She should probably be there, right? You know, but but and, and, but it's not a retcon. They explain why she wasn't there, and they did a fantastic job with that. You know, like they like all the characters that are exclusive to the Clone Wars or, or that are brought in from the Clone... that are brought... that are introduced in the Clone Wars that we don't see in the prequel trilogy, they have an interesting... Their story, uh, their stories are written in an interesting way to ex- kind of explain and justify why they weren't in the prequel trilogy, and I appreciate that greatly, um, because that just goes to show that the, you know, that that's just a testament to the writing that it goes to show that they care about the placement of the characters and where they were, and you know, not to screw with the continuity of previ- the previously established canon, you know, um, but yeah, so going back to the episode. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to mention that cause I, I really did like and appreciate that. Um, but yeah, we see that. And then we cut to after Qui-Gon's death, uh, Dar- uh, not Darth Maul, <laughs> Dooku is, uh, taking it very hard. He's, 
you know, staring off at that tree that's in the council. I mean, not in the council, but it, that's like right outside the uh, Jedi temple. And um, he, um, you know, he's staring off at that tree and Yaddle goes to talk to him, you know, just to check on him, um, you know, just to make sure he's okay. And um, Duke was like, yeah, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And uh, again, I'm paraphrasing. There's a little bit more to it, but, <laughs> but he ends up, um, he ends up, uh, going, leaving Coruscant and Yaddle senses that there's something he's not telling her or that he's hiding something. And, you know, she, she, like, she's his friend, you know, she wants to check up on him. So she follows him, you know, tells him very, you know, not too, not close enough to follow him, make sure, know where he's going, but not too close to where he can see her. And he, uh, she follows her, she follows him, um, to another world, uh, to another planet. And they, she follows him in this like little shipping loading, (laughs) loading dock. And we see Dooku meeting with Darth Sidious, AKA, you know, Palpatine. And, um, and I was like, Oh, that's neat. Uh, and, uh, earlier in the episode, uh, we saw Dooku going into the Jedi library, kind of, uh, and deleting the files on Kamino. And if you know from the prequel trilogy and the Clone Wars and everything, you know, Kamino is the planet where they mass-produced the clones for the Clone Wars uh, to fight, you know, the uh, for the Republic to fight the um, uh, their their adversaries. Uh, how did I forget their name? I blanked on the name, but anyway, uh, you know, so... And obviously... Uh, uh, we find out that in the Clone Wars that Palpatine, the reason all the clones turned was because they, at birth, they had inhibitor chips emplaced in their heads, emplaced in the base of their skulls, so that way they could brainwash them at the moment they needed them to and eradicate the Jedi, you know, which is what Order 66 was, the extinction of, like, 90% of the Jedi. And um, so I thought that was cool. And then, you know, Dooku confirms to Palpatine, he's like, um, he's like, yeah, I, I deleted the files on Camino. Our plan's closer to coming to fruition, you know, now more than ever. Palpatine's like, good, that's good. And, uh, you know, she doesn't quite hear, Yaddle doesn't quite hear the full extent of their plan, obviously, but she hears enough to intervene. She, you know, crow- it, she, she, uh, stands up from where she was hiding and she makes her presence known. She tells Dooku, she's like, hey, look, I... I don't know the ex- full extent of what you've done, Dooku, but look, let's just go to the council. We can maybe see about, you know, we can we can push put all this under the, uh, we we it, this can all just be water under the bridge. Just you know, uh, come with me now before you sink even further into into this. You know, like before you do something, you'll regret even more. Just come back with me. Let's talk this out and we, we can get through this together. But, and, and you know, you, you can kind of see Dooku struggling with this cause he's like, I don't want to, um, I don't want to have to, you know, it's like, I, I, I'm no, I know what I'm doing is the, is, or I feel like what I'm doing is best for everyone involved, but I don't want to be implicate. I don't want to have to stand before the council and be implicated for my crimes and, um, and so, oh, I'll, and you know, and, and so he's like, okay, well, I, I'm not sure what I, I should do here. And Palpatine says, okay, well, look, she just found out 
we don't know how much she heard of our conversation, but we know she heard enough to implicate us, you know, and, and bring you before the council. And we can't have, we can't have a wrench in our plans. So you're going to have to kill her. And Dooku, unfortunately, uh, you know, we can see he's kind of conflicted with it, but he ultimately does engage in a lightsaber duel with her. Oh, I forgot to mention there was a, I love, there was a brilliant line or I loved this line in, uh, earlier in the episode, we, um, we hear, we, uh, have a little exchange when Dooku's explaining, you know, his, uh, quarrels with, you know, his kind of, uh, his inner conflict with the plan, you know, his kind of, um, trying to think of the right word, but his, his issues with, with how they're going about this plan, you know, he's like, I know what we're doing is right. Or I think, I feel like what we're doing is right, but I still kind of don't like the way we're doing it, you know? Uh, but Dooku and, and, you know, Dooku tells Palpatine, I love this line. He says, he says, yeah, I lost Qui-Gon because of, of what we've been doing. And, and Palpatine said, you lost an apprentice. So, and I'm paraphrasing of course, but Palpatine tells him, he says, you lost an apprentice. So did I, you know, this is going to happen. You know, these, they were just casualties. This kind of thing is going to happen. And, uh, and I really love that little exchange and, and that line, especially you lost an apprentice. So did I. Um, and, you know, and, and, in, and in kind of losing him, you know, Palpatine did gain Dooku in a sense, cause Dooku was, you know, Palpatine's apprentice, but it just goes to show how little of a shit Palpatine gave about Maul in his quest to, and really also kind of how little of a shit he gives about Dooku. I mean, it, you know, it's all about to him. It's all about taking over the galaxy, you know, and it's, and it just goes to show again, the lengths that he went to and how really how long this whole plan took until he was able to, until it was able to come to fruition and, and, and until he was able to win, you know, like th- it took 30 years and, um, or probably even longer, you know, I mean, he's probably been playing in this since even before the prequel trilogy, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, going back, uh, to, yeah, a few minutes later, uh, Dooku and Yaddle have this cool lightsaber fight, uh, Dooku, um, uh, slams the like the door uh <clears throat> like the uh the door to open the door that opens like to let the cargo ships and whatever other ships pass through there in uh he slams the door on her with the force palpatine's like yes good you killed her uh but then she uses the force and what little strength she has to open the door and but you can tell that she is um you can tell that she has um uh, lost a lot of, of her energy and she's on the verge of death. She pleads with Dooku one more time to, you know, turn over a new leaf, do the right thing. Um, and he's like, well, I kind of am doing the right thing. I don't want to kill you, but I kind of have to. And he stabs her with his lightsaber and Palpatine's like, good. Now our plan can, now we can continue with our plan with no, again, cogs thrown into it, no wrenches thrown in the plan. And uh, I loved this episode. I loved that, uh, again, uh, it kind of covered, it took place concurrently with the events of The Phantom Menace. I thought that was neat. Um, Because, again, it ties the Clone Wars and the prequel trilogy even uh, better together. It ties it together even better. And, um, you know, I, I loved the performances. The voice acting from everyone was great. Ian McDermott, obviously, came back as Palpatine, who's great. Um... And he also played him in the the original trilogy and the pre I think the prequel trilogy too, but yeah he but he's just yeah he's a great Emperor Palpatine, 
Um, you know, whether it's in live action or in animated form, he gives it his all. Corey Burton is probably his best as Dooku in these three episodes. Um, and, and also, uh, you know, it was neat to see Liam Neeson back as Qui-Gon. And we also get to see, um, uh, I was wondering who voiced Yaddle. Um, cause she's, uh, and what's interesting about Yaddle, I forgot to mention, it, she's the same species as Yoda, but she doesn't have the same speech pattern as Yoda. Whereas Yoda talks like every few words are like out of place in a sentence of his, you know, like it's not completely backwards speaking, but it's like out of order. You know, the words in every sentence he speaks is out of order. She doesn't talk like that. So it made me think, oh, OK, so I guess all of Yoda's species, like every member of his species doesn't talk like that. And maybe that's just something that's exclusive to him, you know. And, um, and so I thought that was cool that she speaks perfect English instead of like the broken, broken, like sideways English or, you know, uh, that, that English, that Yoda does. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. And she also spoke with a British accent. I thought that was neat. And she had a full head of hair. So I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. <laughs> but, um, um, but it was Bryce Dallas Howard who was the voice of Yaddle. And I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. That was cool. That was a neat little and, and and I thought she did a great job for only being in this episode. I thought she did great. And again, uh, going back to how good the writing is in the show, or at, well, with Dave Filoni, with all the Star Wars animated shows, going back to how good the writing is with the animated shows as well, is that they got me to care about this character, even though I had a feeling that she was going to die. And I'm like, okay, well, she's not in the prequel. I mean, she's not in... Uh, you know, episodes two or three or the, or the Clone Wars. So I guess she's going to die. But the fact that, it, you know, she had 12 minutes of screen time, if that, you know, uh, and they got me to care about her and her friendship with Dooku and care about her when she died goes to, you know, again, um, uh, commendable, uh, for the writing. I mean, you know, it's great for the writing. I got to commend them again for making me care about her. And, um, and I kind of want to see more of her, even though I, you know, it's like, well, I know where her character ends up. She, Dooku ends up killing her, but it's still, I thought she was really good, you know. Um, okay, so now let's move on to episode five, coming up on the last two. Practice makes perfect. Uh, we cut back to Ahsoka or with, with this episode, and we get to see her in her early days of, of joining the, the Jedis. But, you know, she's obviously not a Jedi yet. She's a Padawan in training. And uh, Anakin, we see pretty much this episode is Anakin uh, watching over and training Ahsoka um, to become, you know, a Padawan and eventually a Jedi Master. Um, he devises a very rigorous exercise for Ahsoka in which she basically has to overcome a group of clones. And so, you know, Rex and some of the other clones set their blasters to stun and basically Ahsoka is using her lightsaber to deflect the blasts and... Um, and, you know, we, we see, a, you know, a montage, we see of her, you know, getting better and better as she progresses. And, you know, she keeps getting knocked out by the stun, the, by the stun guns or the blasters, you know, the stun, the blasts from the, st the stun blasts. Yeah, she keeps getting knocked out. And eventually, uh, towards the end of the montage, we see it ends up taking her only like five minutes to get knocked out. Uh, so, you know, we, we do see her slowly but surely improving uh, throughout the, the episode. And then, um, and then we end up, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, then 
we at the very end of the episode we get to see you know that all that practice you know again practice makes perfect <laughs> like the name of the episode because we get to see we see a a flash forward of Ahsoka and Rex who Rex is pretending to hold uh have taken Ahsoka prisoner we get to see them on the ship that they were on in the series finale of the Clone Wars uh when they were trying to sneak past all the clone troopers who had been infected by and turned by the inhibitor chip um and i thought that was cool i'm like oh shit that's neat uh you know and again it was kind of cool that, that they tied that back into this episode of of you know of of a kind of scene of of that we haven't seen you know with the, this training exercise with anakin i like how they tied back something that we have seen with uh this episode that of events that we haven't necessarily seen like we've kind of seen Anakin and Ahsoka training, but we haven't seen that early stages of their training, you know, or of of Anakin a tra- uh, training Ahsoka. So, I thought I I really thought that was cool. Um, the the voice acting was great. Ashley Eckstein, you know, now that she's grown up in this episode and not just a baby, uh, she is you know uh, obviously speaking. So I you know it was cool to again hear Ashley Eckstein back as Ahsoka. Matt Lanter, you know, always a welcome. Addition, you know, it was always great to see him back as Anakin, and we got to, to hear uh, James Arnold Taylor as Obi Wan. Uh, he was in this episode as well, so that was really cool. And um, and yeah, this was another great episode showing Ahsoka's development into becoming the badass Jedi that she, you know, eventually will become, that we know she will become. And uh, yeah, it was uh, really good. And now we move on to the final episode, Episode Six: Resolve. And this is the last episode, as well as Ahsoka's last episode. Um, so, uh, again, tie, again tying events that happened in the live-action prequel trilogy to event to you know the continuity of the Clone Wars. I thought it was cool to see that we start off with. Interestingly enough, we start off at Padme's funeral because you know she dies at the end of uh, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, and. Um, and we see, you know, everyone's there. Bail Organa's there. And, but he looks across, because he's like on one side of the aisle, or, you know, one side of the crowd. And he looks across on the other side of the crowd. And he notices Ahsoka in a hood. And, you know, Ahsoka kind of dips out because she sees that she's been spotted. And Bail ends up going and following her through the, the temple they're in. And they have a little exchange. Bail's like, hey, what are you doing here? It's kind of risky, don't you think? And she says that um she's like well she was my friend i had to come pay my respects and see her one last time and bell's like okay yeah that's that's fair uh and you know they're it seems like they're almost caught but not quite by these clone troopers because uh clone troopers are like hey what are you doing out here but ahsoka you know using her jedi powers you know she jumps up to the because they're on a balcony she jumps up to the the little roof of the balcony before the clone troopers can spot her and Bell turns around. And he's like, "Oh, good. Okay, she's not here right now." So, um, and he gave her a comm link. I forgot to mention he gave her a comm link right before she jumped up to the roof. So the clone troopers, you know, there's two of them. They they ask uh, Bell, you know, it's like, "Hey, what are you doing, Senator? You're supposed to be at the funeral." And Bell's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I got lost on my way there. Um, I had to go to the restroom or something. I got lost." And uh, <laughs> and I I love this because uh, you know a lot of shows do this or in movies too, but like where a character is talking to another character 
or a character is talking to one character, but they're clearly talking to what they're saying applies to another character that's within earshot of, of them. So like Bale is saying something to the clone troopers that is really directed towards Ahsoka, but he can't, you know, say it obviously without spoiling her cover. So he's basically what it boils down to is him telling her, he's like, Hey, look, I, I, you know, I'm here for you. Just call me whenever you need me. Okay. And, you know, we cut to Ahsoka hiding up on the roof, listening, or, you know, like, like literally five feet above them. And she smiles and she's like, oh, that's sweet. And that's nice of him. And, uh, and then Bale goes, you know, he heads back out to the funeral. Uh, he leaves the balcony. And I just love this little moment because even though the clone troopers are wearing their helmets, you can't see their faces. You can just tell by the look they give each other what they're thinking. Like they... Bell Lee starts you know walking ahead of them and they just look at each other like what the hell was that about <laughs> like they're clearly confused they're like yeah we don't know we don't really know you we don't give a shit about you we're just this is our job to to escort you back to the premises or escort you back to the funeral uh and then we cut to you know Soka as soon as they leave she jumps off the balcony and we see uh you know shortly later after the you know after what happened at the end of uh the series finale of the clone wars her and and um uh, i think rex yeah rex is but yeah rex is there but he's hiding out on the ship you know but she she's on a, a farming planet and things seem to be going well she ends up saving a girl from being crushed by a bunch of hay bales because they stacked the hay bales way too high on this little speeder that they're carrying them on uh and it seems like the uh, unfortunately for her the the girl notices, but the girl's like, no, it's fine. Your secret's safe with me. And then, unfortunately, the her brother notices, and he kind of makes a somewhat vague, threatening comment. But, you know, kind of, you know, the tone doesn't, is kind of happy, you know, and upbeat. But you can kind of sense that he might, he might ride her out, you know, which he ends up doing. Uh, <laughs> but but he uh, he's like, hey, may the force be with you. And Ahsoka, she doesn't turn around. Uh, but she, she kind of freezes up and she, she kind of slowly starts to look back, but she's like, wait, no, or she, she like turns her eyes a little bit and she's like, oh wait, shit. He found out too. My cover's blown. And, uh, and then later on we see that the boy, uh, who is the, the, yeah, like I said, the brother of the girl she saved talking with their father and some of the other farm workers about, oh yeah, the empire's here for us they're the good guys they're they're here to protect us from the rebels you know the rebels are the only ones that they uh, you know kind of put down and 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 kill and torture and and um uh, and arrest you know but uh, you know unfortunately for him he's got kind of a, a a way simpler view of the empire uh when compared to his sister and father because they they see the empire for what they really are but unfortunately the brother has yet to realize that the savageness, the horror, and the tragedy, and the the truly evil nature of the Empire. Um, but yeah, so Ahsoka, you know, later on, I think it's like the next day, Ahsoka and the the girl she saved, you know, are out uh, just, you know, on another part of the farm. Um, they're not at the main part of the farm. Uh, they they come back, and uh, they find that the everything's been burned. Everyone's dead except for the. The, uh, her father and her brother, and they're about to be killed, uh, you know, among the flames of their, you know, little village. Uh, they're about to be murdered by 
an Inquisitor called the Masked Inquisitor, voiced by Clancy Brown, who you may know as uh, Calvin from Lost. He was the other guy in the bunker with Desmond um, in Season 2, who Desmond ends up killing. And he's also the voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob, from the show SpongeBob. So, you know, it's a little bit of fun trivia for you there. And he does a great, very very good job at playing this very menacing character and for only having gotten to know him for a few minutes you know he makes his presence known very well and Clancy does a great job with the voice acting for this character um but yeah the the boy's like wait a minute I don't understand why did you kill all of us we we I reported the Jedi I was doing the right thing I reported the Jedi as soon as I found out she was a Jedi why didn't you just go after her and arrest her why did you burn all our shit down and kill all of us you know (laughs) and uh the masked inquisitor's like, he's like, oh, you, so you were under the impression that we were on good terms, that we were friends and shit, you know, and, um, he's like, yeah, that's not the case, buddy, you know, I hate to break it to you, but this is, this is, this is how we really are, this is how the Empire really is, and, um, (laughs) you know, and, uh, you know, he's just straight up honest with him, which I, I kind of appreciate the honesty, the brutal honesty of the inquisitor in that moment, but, uh, yeah, so he is about to kill him, but Ahsoka makes her presence known, and she has a cool little short but, you know, cool fight between with the Inquisitor. And he um, ends up getting killed by her. And, she, you know, she uh, Ahsoka being the badass Jedi she is, she ends up, yeah, killing the Inquisitor and telling the father, brother, and daughter. The, the brother apologizes. She's like, yeah, okay, I know it's not your fault. You were just doing what you thought you had to do. But now you see the horrible nature of the empire don't you you know and uh she i think she takes them off world with her or she she suggests that they should go off world i don't know if she takes them with her i i feel like i feel like she does because she has her she has her ship and rex you know like kind of hiding out on the planet so i'm assuming she brought them with her and dropped them off somewhere else but um but you know so uh and and that pretty much is the end of it you know it's after she kills him, that's pretty much solidifying her uh, joining the rebellion. You know, instead of just hiding, hunkering down and fight uh, and hiding, she's like, okay, I can kind of fight in secret. You know, or I can kind of join the rebellion and fight um, among them. You know, for the cause. And uh, and also, this episode loosely is is adapt or it, it it adapts the events. It's loosely based on the 2016 novel uh, titled Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston, so I thought that was cool. Uh, but yeah, so overall, I thought the show was great. Um, I don't know if there's going to be another season of this, but uh, they could do... I, I mean, I'd be cool with them doing another anthology series, or another season, or they could do another season of this and have it focus on other Jedi and their pasts and futures, if any of them have futures. I mean, you know, because a lot of them do end up dying. Then we we see a lot of them in, uh, don't survive. But, you know, there's always more Jedi on the, you know, at, that they could, and they could come up with more Jedi characters. But, you know, of the of the existing ones, a lot of them have died throughout the movies and, and the series, you know. But, um, uh, you know, but yeah, so I'd be cool with them making an, another season. You know, it'd be cool to see more of a Kanan uh, you know, as a kid or as a teenager and his master, uh, cause we do get to see the two of them in the bad batch. So that'd be pretty neat. Um, you know, but who knows? Uh, it'd be cool to see more of, um, 
be cool to see Ventress. I mean, I know she's technically not a Jedi. She's a Sith Lord in a way, but, but, you know, she, she's a dark force user, you know, so it'd be cool to see some more of her. Um, I don't know. I it just, if they did that, I'd be cool with it. But if not, I thought this was a really cool little experiment in a way. It was a cool anthology series, uh, that delved into the, the past and, and the backstories of the, of two of, again, two of my favorite characters in the Star Wars franchise, you know, and, uh, the animation was great as always, uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are gr- doing wonders for the series and Tony Gilroy, who is, uh, well, yeah, cause John Favreau's in, in charge of kind of the Mandalorian. He created it or created the show. And then Dave Filoni has been in charge of the other, I, I think he helped on rebels, but I don't think he was like a uh, creator of it, like I, I, but I think he worked on it. But yeah, he created the Clone Wars and then the Bad Batch and now Tales of the Jedi, and um, but they've been great. And Tony Gilroy's been a nice uh, creator. I mean, it's been a nice addition to the Star Wars franchise because he's created Andor, which has been great so far. I'm a few episodes behind on it. I'm yeah, I'm not quite caught up, uh, but I, I I am gonna I plan on getting caught up within the next few within the next week or so before because you know there's only a few more weeks until the season finale so but it's been great so far um and yeah those three are are you know really doing the best making the most of the the franchise and doing you know they're, they're doing some cool stuff with it you know and i and they they and it goes to show they know the franchise and the universe really well and i appreciate that um but yeah so uh, it'd be cool to get another season of Tales of the Jedi, or if not of this, it would be cool to get another anthology series focusing on other Star Wars characters besides the Jedi, necessarily. So, um, but yeah, who knows? Um, if we don't get anything more from, if we don't get another anthology series or another season of this, this was still a cool thing to do, you know? And, um, and I'm looking forward to the rest of Andor, and I'm looking forward to season two of the bad batch. So, um, yeah, but I guess that, uh, just about, yeah, I guess that does it for today's episode. Um, I hope you all, as always, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you guys next week for my review next Friday. And this next episode will be on, on Friday. I'll be reviewing, uh, uh, black Panther two or black Panther Wakanda forever. And, uh, next Saturday I'll be reviewing, uh, you know, day the day after, I'll be reviewing um, the latest Aqua Teen movie, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force sequel, uh, Aqua Teen Forever Plantasm. Uh, that comes out Tuesday. I'm going to watch that Saturday, and it'll probably be Saturday night when I post that episode. But, um, but yeah, so that those will be the uh, next week's episodes. Um, and, yeah, as always, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, I hope you guys have a great, or I hope you are looking forward to, uh, next week's episodes or be on the lookout for those episodes. Um, and I hope you have a great weekend and I will see you next Friday. Take care.